Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello there, this is Adam before the episode starts, and I just wanted to let you know a, a little secret between you and me that we're doing another live show on the 13th of July. It's a Saturday night at 7 p.m. So Saturday, the 13th of July, 2019, 7 p.m. We're doing another live show in Melbourne. It's at the Cooper's Inn. It'll be great. Uh, we're looking to do some more in other places at some time, but this is the one we're doing right now. Uh, not right now, 13th of July. You've got time. Come down for 7 p.m. Tickets are available online as we speak. Uh, there'll be links in the episode description and stuff, but if you want to do it manually, it is https colon slash slash www.trybooking.com slash capital B, capital C, capital Y, capital N, capital I. You can book your tickets. It'll be stand-up and comedy and uh, a live show, 13th of July, 7 p.m. Come along if you're so inclined. I beg of you. Video Games, welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me as always... Hey Tommy, it's Ben Vanell here and with us as always... B Tommy, it's Adam Knox and with me as always is a funky attitude that the kids love and the women want to be. This is the... Final in this run of uh, our Via Satellite episodes, mm-hmm. um, so people will be relieved to hear that. I guess I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to uh, not cutting people off accidentally because I can't hear the call. And I'll stop you there, Tommy. Actually, because uh, I am looking forward to uh, getting back uh, from Edinburgh later in the year and cutting you off mm. every chance I get. Fantastic. Um, also, regular listeners will be happy to note that the do not disturb sign has been placed on my hotel room door, so there'll Excellent. be uh, no no interruptions from housekeeping <laughs> this week. <laughs> good. I, I would have expected that to have happened last week, but okay, good. good. Housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. Now, why are you doing that accent? Housekeeping. Because <laughs> Tommy was in Italy last uh, time. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was racism, fun. but it was context. Yes. Fair enough. You can't be racist against the Italians. Sorry, I'm looking at Reddit for news, so just expecting racism is at the front of my brain Absolutely, here. that's <laughs> fair enough. That's very fair. There was some news happening this week, but tell us about your... You're in Barcelona. Hey, Tommy. I'm in Barcelona. It's pretty great. I'm just, just you saying that, I was trying to think what's the most racist place I've been to on this trip. Oh, yeah. And you left probably... from Melbourne, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... France would have to be up there. Oh, the yeah, French are pretty, right. yeah. Um, yeah. Their immigration policies are getting 
more and more racist. Well, for maybe for our 200th episode, we'll do uh, the Time Magazine's top 200 racist countries. All right. Go through them. We did it for our 50th with games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm re- I think we've grown enough to tackle the subject of uh, which ra- country. I mean, uh, weirdly, to judge a country for how racist it is mm. and to paint the whole country with that brush. Brush. Yes. Brush. <laughs> Are we not then hypocrites ourselves? I think we just put Australia at the top and go from there. Yeah. That that solves all of the problems. Very fair. I mean, yeah, someone was telling me, like, someone who lives in France and an expat Australian was saying, like, yeah, they're, they're, their humour in TV shows and stuff is very, mm. like, check out this black guy over here. Which right. I guess... I don't know if that's better or worse than the kind of like the way that we do it, where it's just well, very like I, you know, worse. like it's like you know, subtle. You know, mm. like it's worse because the original British version of Check Out This Black Guy Over Here was way better, and they just took all the characters <laughs> from Check Out This Black Guy Over Here in the, yeah. in the UK version. I actually think the American version, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, was the best adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, she, this person was telling me she went and saw our our friend and colleague Nazim Hussein uh, doing a gig over there mm. in Paris. Um, and he was getting the most laughs anytime he was doing like race-based stuff where he's like really turning it in on himself. That stuff right. was killing to the point where it was like uncomfortable and he was like, this oh. feels fucked. And people are like, right. yeah, keep going. So Ooh. I don't know. A weird, uh, a weird place, and they eat snails. Yuck! <laughs> <laughs> putting baguettes up their asses. The fucking, the f- so weird talking fucking idiots. I learned the other day because my girlfriend speaks a bit of French, and she mm. taught me the baguette in French. Well, the language that that word is from, yeah. it just means stick. So really? every type of Great. stick is a baguette. Okay. Yeah. Hmm, I think she might have been making fun of you there. No, that's they call it a breadstick. We a call baguette it. is a female bag. Oh my god, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the three places uh, that I've been to in a row here that are non English speaking: France, Italy, and Spain. The word for bookstore is libraire or some or some sort of slight variation of that mm. which i do like that that's like common amongst all those languages but then you get to english and we're like no no that that's not where you buy them that's where you borrow them from where you yeah. buy them from is called a book shop <laughs> truly the book shop is the called most. a bibliotech shop <laughs> yeah we flipped it on you mm. now, yeah. i'm just to to fact check here i'm asking my french friend what does baguette mean in English? So we're going to find out from a man from born and raised in Marseille. Okay. It's funny to call Google your friend, but <laughs> fine. His already reply. His reply was baguette. Yeah, but baguette. <laughs> Tell your French friend yeah. not to fuck around here <laughs> and that we're on the clock. Okay. Because when we started this, there were technical issues. We're not sure if Tommy's going to drop out during this recording. Mm. And I think it's important right up the top. We do figure out once and for all, is my girlfriend a liar? <laughs> lol, there's no translation. Yes, there is. It's stick. He said, lol, there's no translation. That yeah. French liar. <laughs> <laughs> Have either of you guys ever studied another language? I studied French in primary school. Yeah, same. I studied some French. <laughs> in okay, primary school? <laughs> in high school. I did in primary school, yeah. And then in high school, I did Japanese and German. I did Japanese and German at primary school and French at high. Oh, that's weird. I did the backflip. We're the original uncouple. Yeah. <laughs> 
got bullied a lot too. <laughs> well, I think no, Tommy's we're gone. We're, same, we're the same there. Yep. Seems like Tommy has uh, dropped off. Tommy has disappeared. So look, I, we had a no, contingency plan. No, he's oh no, here he is. No, okay, here. he just didn't that, give a shit. I didn't. I didn't drop out. That was just stunned silence at the idea of you being bullied in high school, Adam. I never would have imagined. <laughs> did Did you drop off a bit? No, no, not at all. Okay. Well, I'm 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 really worried about the technology that we're using here. Mm. The technology mm. of phone. <laughs> but it, it's if if anything fucks up while you're listening to this, if you're listening, which you are, obviously, because I'm saying this, then yeah, you'll have to forgive us because we're trying to do this intercontinental. And I'm literally mm. texting someone else at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, um, he says it does. It's there's no translation. It's a noun. It's like a name. I said it doesn't mean stick. He says not at all. Translation of stick is baton, like a tree branch. Baton, we use that one too. Well, guess I've got to break up with my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Oh ask, well. Ask your French, ask your French friend if um, Adam has the biggest penis of all time, and let's find out if his girlfriend's lying about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If he says that I do have a big penis, then she's been lying this whole time. <laughs> now figure out which way that would have gone, okay. and then you've got yourself a joke. And you've been fucking my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Very nice boys I'm looking forward to being back next week And uh, being in the same room as my boys I gotta say While we we text someone else's friend Well speaking of being in the room I've seen some hot breaking news uh, (laughs) Recently Of someone filming while they were in the room Of an official Sony demo of their next gen hardware Oh yes I saw Mm. this I saw this headline So it was up on Twitter It's a video This video is actually described a few weeks ago When they were talking about the loading times Oh yes Do you remember like they they were using Spider-Man As uh, the benchmark Yeah yeah, it takes like 0.83 seconds on the new one Mm. And it took like Like 8 something seconds on the other one Right So not, not quite that much of a jump But that was on a pro as well Right, right. Um, I'll see if I can find that fucking video again. But uh, was, this, was this not meant to be released? I'm sure they don't really mind that much, but it's just like a, a, a phone it's filmed uh, in the audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Someone it's bought it on a footage. VCD from a market in <laughs> Bali. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys like standing up and sitting down again, and the, the crinkling of popcorn. <laughs> Here it is. I'm watching it uh, on Twitter now. Mm, Ben's trying to down. cop a gander as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's a big projector screen. On there which is they, someone standing in front of the screen. Uh huh. They're projecting an image mm. of Spider Man, just like kind of racing through the city, or like a camera racing through the city. Yeah, it's very fast. Uh, I guess they're showing cool. off the pop in here that the camera's moving really quickly uh, and there's no yeah. pop in, yep. which yep. is pretty fucking cool actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and what are you guys uh, wearing? Yeah. Fashion uh, report. Yeah, we can do a fashion report. I'm just like Adam Knox today. I'm wearing black jeans, mm-hmm. um, some sort of brown boots, like like work, like office appropriate boots. A blue. Shut up. 0.83 seconds and 8.1 seconds for next gen and previous gen respectively. Continue. There's too many eights there. I got confused. Uh, mm. Yeah, a plaid or a, a yeah checkered blue and white shirt, and uh, I got new glasses today. Um, oh, nice. They, have, uh, they got the blue blue glare light, blue light. Anti-blue light. <laughs> wow, so they've got can't... the blue glare light, anti-light, anti-blue light. Yeah, I paid extra, extra for it. Damn. And, is that uh, anti? Is that so you can't? Is that so you can't shoot up into your eyeballs? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I can't shoot up into anything I'm looking at. I guess. Yeah, you oh, can't right. shoot somebody right. else up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't give someone else heroin. 
Uh, yeah, so they're brand new glasses. They fit well, like they're comfortable on my head. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm wearing my Apple Watch. It's 5.58 p.m. Damn. Mm-hmm. Can you use the Apple Watch to help with heroin? Probably. Okay. Your acti- activity monitor. You can see how much you've done in a day. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> a heroin tracker app will yeah. be the weirdest thing for yeah. like a new age heroin addict. Heroin track marks. Heroin track marks app is the perfect name. Yes. Well done. Yes. Everybody can enjoy that one. Ha- congratulations. Anyone out there who've had fun with that. Mm-hmm. Billy, Greg, especially. Yes. Anyone who loved that joke. <laughs> uh, Knox, you're wearing a... Blue running shoes, black jeans, uh, blackish T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And an Apple Watch as well. Yeah. No glasses, though, because yeah. I'm not a fucking dork. My eyes are too small to fit contact lenses in. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> That's like the trait of a villain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking around real sneaky. Like. <laughs> um, I love contact lenses. So um, yeah, Rub it in, mate. Let's have a look at a little bit more news here. So the big one... Uh, Just quickly, think- Knox in a T-shirt. That's a rare sight. He's not wearing a T-shirt. No, it's a shirt with the sleeves rolled up. He said T-shirt oh, and okay. I didn't correct him on it. Well, I said T-shirt because right. I felt like I was trying to do 10 things at once by looking at my clothes, look at the news and you think about what, my impending up. death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always multitasking because I'm always thinking about when I'm going to die. Yes. Um, you needed to look down at your clothes in order to remember what you were wearing. <laughs> and he got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I'm not a fashionista, okay? I don't live in fucking Barcelona well, or travel around Milan. You know, all guys, all they think about, once every seven seconds, they think about mm. their own death. Yeah. That's all guys. <laughs> That's all they have God, I hope about. I die whilst getting a blowjob. <laughs> all right, here's the news. Here's the news that I wanted to talk about. Yes. Big one between when, I think between when we recorded last and released the last episode. Yeah. uh, There was, well, it's not that big for some people, but for us, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 had a direct. Yes. Uh, They went through and explained basically every aspect of what that game is going to be. And it looks fucking cool as shit. Yeah, it looks fantastic. You guys both own and played the original, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was really... A great um, concept and a great sort of tool set that they had. Mm. It just, even though it has like infinite content by using the the internet to download levels, the whole thing, if you've not played Mario Maker, is that you make your own Mario levels. Yeah, it's a level creation game. It was, there was just something about it that did feel a little bare or a little um, mm-hmm. like the, you weren't able to really search for specific levels well. That's right. You kind of got fed what you were fed, mm. and that made it. A little um, flatter than what I than the concept, you know. Yes. Than the what you imagine it could be, and this looks like it's delivering on all that shit. Mm. What do you reckon, um, Tommy? I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt and Birkenstocks, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I agree. Like it, um, I I didn't I didn't spend a lot of time with it to be honest. Like the the interface of the designing the levels was great, and that looks to be carried over. Mm. But yeah, I completely agree. Like the way that you found levels and everything wasn't particularly great. Um, I think it was hard to tell from this video, from this direct, whether that has been improved that much. Like they do have more tags that you can use for searching. Mm. Um, But, you know, it being Nintendo, it's hard to tell how 
easy it's going to be to just find good random levels that other people have made? So I believe they've said in the past that their intention is to use that Nintendo Online app on your phone as sort of the mm. search function thing. Right. You go oh, on there, cool. you favorite them, and then they'll show up on your Switch. Because right, right. they like to separate, you know, the thing a kid might get his hands on versus the thing an adult absolutely has to get their hands on. The mm. latest, hottest <laughs> iPhone is the big ticket item this Christmas. But um, um, that's, I'm annoyed that I just realized I'm going to have to get Nintendo Online. Yeah. I've held off. I have no, have had no reason to get it so far. Good cheeky way to get it is get Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. For like 90 days. Well, then you get Twitch Prime for free. God. And then you can get Nintendo Online for the, free on top of that. The whole reason I haven't got it is because I'm trying to re- reduce the amount of online subscriptions I have. Well, get three. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I think I only have PS Plus and Spotify at the moment. You might have saved up enough of those Nintendo Gold points to just kind of get a year, 20 bucks worth. I use them every time I buy Yeah, something. right. I, I stock them like a little mm. gold squirrel. Okay. I love having those fuckers in my cheeks. <laughs> That's hamsters that I'm thinking of, but I still love it. Our squirrels have stuff in their cheeks. No, they hide it in their tree, I think. How do they get it to the tree? Oh, a bag, a baguette, maybe yeah, a stick. female bag. Yeah. It's like your bloody ex-wife, eh? Are you, am I right? <laughs> oh yes. So, yes, um, yeah, love, that that aspect of it will probably the, still be a bit annoying, though. I love the strategy of Ben of deciding in 2019 that you're going to start scaling back the online subscriptions that you have. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even really for money reasons. It's just like I want to be more organised. I just don't need yeah, yeah. them. True. Right. Or what if you got all of them and signed up for a free trial of each and every one and then always forgot to cancel. Tommy was trying to bloody get me to get Apple Music today. Yeah. You're all fucking salesmen. You're all scabs. Apple Music is sick. I wish I could get the magazine one. I want all of it. I want to be plugged in. I want to have all of the content available to humankind Mm -hmm. at my fingertips. And that is why I I love to pirate. Yeah. Like I pirate half of the stuff that I get. In Australia, I think that is extremely common. Yes. Because yeah. it is not made easy to get stuff in a timely manner here. Mm. 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 I, I just want to clarify because I know that you saying I was trying to get you to get Apple Music will lead to people saying, oh, Spotify's better. I was trying to get you to get it because of a show that is on Beats 1 that I think you mm. would really enjoy, that you have mm. to have Apple Music to get. I think well, as a my, service, it's not as good as Spotify, but yeah. My, my response to that is, oh, Spotify's better. So, <laughs> <laughs> And you're not wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, so I would the, in terms of like the sharing of the levels and everything, uh, I didn't spend much time online with Mario Maker 1 because it was – we've talked about this before, but it was hard to find levels that mm. were good that weren't just – because the main ones that got upvoted and, and were at the top of the list were like the Rube Goldberg machine The music generators that, and that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. That were cool, but they're not – you're not playing a fun game. You're just, you're just kind of watching something happen and it's like, oh, yes, that's cool that totally. someone made this, but I'm not having a good game experience. Yeah, you're um, on a roller coaster. Yeah, but then the other thing is, I you know, it, it's almost like you can't compare them because the, you know, Mario Maker 1 being on the Wii U, which essentially no one had, and then this being on the Switch, which is such a, you know, which a lot of people have, like the commu- it feels like the community with these games and everything will just be totally different because of just the sheer number of people that will be playing it and contributing to it. So I'm excited for that because it feels like it yeah. will be a completely different experience. 
Especially with this looking like it's an improvement on every aspect of the first one. So it's adding stuff to what exists. Everything from the first one seems to be in there in right. terms of like yep. the content that you can use. Probably not those single player levels that came with it, but that doesn't matter because there's a new bit. Yeah. But uh, so one, Super Mario Brothers, one, three, uh, World, and the new Super Mario Brothers are the default tile sets. Yep. Yep. Still, they've added some stuff to them, like you can build slopes. Uh, you can have like that angry sun, just little bits and pieces like that, new little things yeah. around the place. Just more um, assets and everything, yeah. Yeah. Right, which the more of those you add, it exponentially increases what you can do with them because people found some really clever uses mm. uh, for some of that stuff. Uh, mm. And then they've added 3D World as another tile set, oh. which is all its own thing. So if you make a map in uh, those first four, and then decide, oh, I want to use 3D World, you have to bin it because 3D World has a bunch of other shit that the other ones don't use. Right. So it's like a completely separate tile set, which is weird because the whole point of that first one is that it was just the way it was and it, the stuff on top was just like aesthetic trimming pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not opposed to the idea of just like, well, we wanted to do some crazy shit with this but mm. put it in its own pocket. So it's over here. I do think right. that's a bit of a missed opportunity. Um, like I do think it would be cool to be able to like do all that stuff and then switch the button and have it be in 8-bit mm. NES style graphics. I do think that's a little mm. bit of a missed opportunity. I think that could have been really neat. I sort of get it, but it, it's a bit of a Nintendo thing where it's like there's already so much stuff in here. You know, why not just do that one little extra push? Mm. But There but must whatever. be some not, key elements really that... Don't interact well with each other right. where they mm. have to separate it. Yeah. I don't know what that is off the top of my head, but um, that's the decision they've made. Then they've added stuff like you can um, add win conditions to levels. So, like to be able to finish it, you have to have killed eight Coopers or something like that, which right. I think is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, that's safe. Yeah, that's yeah. really yeah. sick. Yeah. That could, so, you can imagine how much can be done with that sort of shit. Mm. Like uh, the one thing that maybe they're missing is being able to make like a set of levels. Oh, sure. Make like a little adventure. Like your own game. Oh, a map. Basically. Yeah, yeah. make yeah. a little map and, but whatever. It's, uh, that's, that would be a pretty large ask. Mm. Um, I do also think there's probably a bunch of stuff with this that they are deliberately not showing off until it comes out. So, for example, when they were showing off the 3D world uh, art style, there was a little, there's a little gap on the screen kind of next to where you click that, where there's, in the screenshot that they showed, there's nothing in there, which sort of seems to imply that there's yet another new art style in there that they haven't right. shown us yet. Right. I guess um, 2 is the obvious one, Super Mario Brothers 2, which mm -hmm. is also a bit different, so it might have to be its own tile set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or, like, or one of the Game Boy ones or something. Mm. Yeah, or like 3D World was 3D, not 2D, so mm. it could be like 64 or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and Buck Wild with this, which yeah. I would fucking love. Uh, the Direct was pretty comprehensive, though, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of it because right. it's out in like a month or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with all that stuff as well, you can do co-op, uh, multiplayer stuff. You can co-op cooperatively build levels. Oh, right. With another person, you can do four-player like competitive stuff mm -hmm. or co cooperative stuff. You can make levels for multiplayer things. I don't know quite how you um, upload them because. So. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I I think this is one of the new features that looks the best to me. This multiplayer versus thing, where you get on. You're, it's a way of playing through levels where you get online. You're matched up with three other people, and you're playing through levels at random that are either 
there are two modes you can do it. It's just first to get to the end or there's one where all of you have to get to the end and kind of work together. I reckon mm. that looks sick and I think that's probably where I'm going to spend most of my time with it online. Mm, totally. That, it, that, that sounds really cool to me as well. Uh, I was just going to say I don't know how you like upload them if it requires cooperation because to upload them in the first one you had to be able to finish it yourself oh yeah that's right. Oh, right so i don't know how you do that if you're working on a cooperative multiplayer thing on your own maybe they've gotten rid of that i don't know who who, who can say yeah uh, not me probably someone in the world though mm, someone from nintendo maybe yeah yeah i reckon that someone there would know if they don't and you're listening <laughs> pass on the message that that needs to be thought about yes. before you release this game <laughs> yeah you've missed something you've missed a trick there so a big new thing in this as well for me at least is there's like a proper single player Kind of story mode. Right. Yeah. You're helping a bunch of toads rebuild a castle. They want you to do a bunch of little tasks. Mm. It looks pretty straightforward, you know, like cute little characters telling you, hey, put down 10 tiles or like, I need a level um, where a key goes missing or stuff like that. You've mm. got to build it and then beat it. Sounds cool Is it to me. that? I kind yeah. of thought it was the other way around. I thought it was, the, it's just a, it's just a framework uh to go through a hundred, I think they said a hundred and something pre-built levels by Nintendo. So right, I think I s- it's, I think it's like you're clearing, I think you're clearing them in order to uh, sort of get, you know, get ideas for stuff you could put in your own levels and get coins that unlock new things, I think. Right. Okay. That would also make sense. I, I thought I saw like when they were showing it off, the Toads saying, like, put down four girders or whatever the fuck it was. Mm, but right. uh, I couldn't tell yeah. you for sure. They did They did say at some point that, yeah, it has a hundred and something um, pre-designed levels by Nintendo right. in it, which is cool. sick. Like, And that's I, similar I to the first awesome. one. The, the first kind of yeah. had a bunch of levels in it to show you what was possible. Mm. Um, but putting them, just wrapping them in a nice little story mode will be yeah. more entertaining. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks... Well, the first one got a bit of flack when it first came out for... Having the assets were kind of uh, locked away when you first got it. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did. It took a fair while to unlock them. I think you had to be playing it for a certain amount of time, or you had to make us. Yeah, you had to spend a certain amount of time building things, and like every hour, you would get a notification that new things had unlocked, or something like that. Or they just Um, unlock themselves after a week or something. So people were putting their clocks forward in their Wii U. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. And I, I remember people sort of being a bit off it at the time and I, I think mm. it was kind of Nintendo's way of sort of making sure that you were kind of getting your head around the basics mm. um, before you just dove in t- too much, which I think is kind of fair, but it'll be interesting to see how they, whether they do that sort of thing this time around, whether that's something to do with the story mode, whether that's how you kind yeah. of unlock the assets by clearing bits in that. Um, I'm not really sure, but they did, I think they ended up, after a week or two kind of patching it and being like, okay, you can just get it all now if you want. You can just unlock it all a lot quicker. They did speed it up eventually. Um, right. So, yeah, curious to see how that all works. So, yeah, it looks pretty much exactly what you'd imagine a sequel to Mario Maker to look like, but mm. I think that's cool and I'm interested to play more. It's a little less appealing without like a stylus for the Switch. Yeah. Using yeah. the controller to make levels wasn't as good as using that stylus. Yeah, I can see that posing a bit of an <coughs> issue. But um, yeah, you can I think you can use a stylus on the Switch screen, but that'll just require you to be making them in handheld, I guess, and then playing it on mm. the TV. And have a stylus as well. I don't have a stylus yeah. to use for the yeah, Switch. Same. I guess that Wii U one would probably work. Mm. Maybe I'll use that. But um, 
Yeah, Mario Maker 2, it's out on like June the 28th or July the 28th, something like that. I could look it up, but guess what? <laughs> I'm messaging my French friend to ask him when it's coming out. <laughs> oh, wait, you know what you'll be able to do, Adam? You'll be able to use your Apple Pencil. I think any st- any stylus-based oh. thing works with it. Well, I think, yeah, okay. Those things only don't work when they're out of battery on an Apple thing because they're looking for tilt and shit, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's so true. So maybe that yeah. maybe... Uh, I don't know. I'll just use, I'll fucking spit on my finger and use it. <laughs> That's all it's looking for, right? <laughs> yeah. You yep. can use a hot dog. You can use a hot dog? <laughs> well, you can use a hot dog uh, as a finger on an iPhone. Really? Yeah. That's pretty it thinks, cool. It thinks it's a finger. Dude, I never need to stop eating hot dogs. <laughs> you have a hot dog in your mouth and you can use that. Those are the only two things I do. I eat hot dogs and look at my fucking phone. Yeah, yeah. Now I can just do both constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> fuck this podcast. All right, see you both later. <laughs> I'm going to the hot dog stand. June 28th, Mario Maker 2 is out. June 28th. Which is I'm month, excited yeah. to, to see like when it's out. And again, talking about how, yeah, with the first one, not many, it felt like not many people were playing it because no one had a Wii U. Like just having a bit of a, like I'm excited to see what happens in our Facebook group. It seems mm. like a game that a lot of people will pick up. It'll be cool to get a little bit of a community going around this show of people yeah. sharing their levels and we you know we can probably organize some kind of little little playthrough or multiplayer mm. versus thing which would be a bit of fun i made a couple of levels in that first one that i honestly was pretty proud of yeah right mm. i thought they were pretty yeah. cool pretty mm. clever a mm-hmm. little bit hard All a right. lot like me <laughs> <laughs> i think we yes. probably shared them on social media for this show because i reckon it came out mm. right around the time that we started it came out not that long after we started the pod I, i'm I pretty sure we talked about it we reviewed it on the first episode we did yeah i think it was really max and uh mario Metal gear solid five and mario maker that wow sounds there you go. almost right yeah yeah i don't know yeah. oh, definitely around then um, what else? That what else is new? Oh, Sony and Microsoft teaming up for cloud computing. Dude, I thought mm. Avengers was over. I thought the end game had happened. The, this but is Microsoft the... has said new game plus oh. this is my new character, worst headline writer in the world. Yep. Microsoft, <laughs> uh, after Avengers Endgame, Microsoft and Sony say new game plus to big team ups. <laughs> Yuck. Um, There's probably not many uh, women involved in this team up either. What is this team up? I don't know. They're working on tech together. What kind of tech? Cloud. Cloud based tech. Cloud based gaming. Microsoft is helping out with the remake of Final Fantasy VII. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> um, Sony and Microsoft to explore strategic partnership. Companies yeah. to collaborate on new cloud-based solutions for gaming experiences and AI. That's not how I'd have read, written that headline. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. That kind of makes sense because like Google's whole big push with the Stadia was like, we have all this infrastructure, we're unbeatable in this way. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to compete with that in the future, they do sort of need each other's help. Yep. Unlikely partners brought together by an even larger villain. Mm. It's a story as old as when comic book movies started <laughs> happening. <laughs> I guess comic books before them. Yes. Uh, cool. So it's it says here they'll explore joint development of future cloud solutions in Microsoft Azure, which mm-hmm. is, I think, their cloud thing. Yeah. Uh, to support their respective game and content streaming services. Uh, in addition, the two companies will explore the use of Microsoft Azure data center-based solutions for Sony's game and content streaming services. So Sony leveraging Microsoft tech and working with them to, yeah, develop their version of Stadia, I guess. Cool. I mean, Microsoft seems to be pretty happy to go and uh, work with whoever they mm. need to at the moment. Like, totally. They are... Uh, 
they have that Xbox app on Nintendo. So I did something the other day. Uh oh. I was thinking about <laughs> Minecraft because it was Uh-oh. like the 10 year anniversary. Oh no. And it was on sale oh. on the Switch. And I bought a copy of Minecraft for the Switch. Is this so, why when we asked you to look up news before we recorded, you said you couldn't because you were doing shit? Is this is no. this what this is now? You're just addicted I, to Minecraft? <laughs> I, I actually haven't played it that much because it turns out I still don't really like it very much. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, and it's not for me. But mm. something really cool about like giving it a go is that you have to sign in or you can sign into a Microsoft account mm-hmm. on your Switch. And then when you get achievements in the game, the little Xbox bloop, bloop noise oh. pops, pops up when you get oh, them. Cool. And it just It mm. was fucking... This brave new world of everyone working together, mm. everyone getting along despite where they're from or who they are. Basically, mm. the opposite of France. We're <laughs> 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 making fun of a country I know jack shit about. Yeah. I thought baguette meant stick. <laughs> yeah, you can't be making fun of anyone. <laughs> you were tricked by your wily girlfriend. Yeah, she was actually wily. a rabbit dressed up <laughs> with lipstick yeah. on. Yeah, when I went round to her house the other day, the door that I tried to go through was actually just painted onto a wall, <laughs> yeah. and I ran at it at full speed <laughs> walked out of there <laughs> every time we have six m- sex my deck my oh jesus i'm wow. so excited to say this joke that i can't get it out every time we have sex my dick comes out and moves up and down like an accordion right like when they get squashed great. in a cartoon sure, yeah. okay yeah great is that enough for you yeah are you not entertained she has piano keys for teeth we get it. exactly yes no i have piano keys for teeth someone dropped an anvil Exactly. I, I would end up with the piano keys mm. if she attacked. In this in this <laughs> analogy, you've sort of ended up being literally every single one of the Looney Tunes at some point. You yeah. even had you even had a bit of an Elmer Fudd speech impediment there in the middle <laughs> <at one> point. <laughs> Listen, I'm about to get angry and start spinning around very, very quickly, <laughs> like my favorite Looney Tunes, the Animaniacs. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have named just one. Anyway, uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty uh Vague and uh, a little techy for me to Very be able techie. to understand. But it's, I mean, it's a good sign for Sony who yeah. refused to really to collaborate at all uh, to this yeah. point. And totally. it's just a double win for Microsoft. They get to work with Sony on developing it. And it sounds like they're just selling, you know, their tech to Sony to run, you know, the PlayStation network. Yeah. Right. Um, it feels like uh, there's a big chance that, yeah, Microsoft at E3 given that they've, yeah, them them kind of allowing Cuphead to be on the Switch and what you were saying about the Minecraft and the achievements, Adam, like, it feels like there'll probably be a few big announcements of that ilk from them at E3, like some more developing of their kind of mm. um, cross-platform cross kind of stuff. Well, because I'm still under the assumption that Microsoft will announce pretty fully what it's got planned for the next generation mm-hmm. at E3. Mm-hmm. I think yep. it would be bizarre if they didn't. Yes. So yep. what- it, I certainly think now that stuff is coming out about the next PlayStation and mm-hmm. we think that Microsoft are kind of ahead of the game in this regard. Yeah. Uh, or you'd hope they are y- for their sake. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, I mean... Maybe a world where you can play anything anywhere mm. does m- mean everything gets a little worse. There's not the the push to make exclusives or whatever. Yep, yep. Because I watched um, uh, Raising Kratos, the God of War documentary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the making of the most recent God of War. It was really good. Yeah, I people, really liked it. A lot of people are saying it's it's really interesting. I really enjoyed it. Love a love a behind the scenes doco. Mm. Absolutely a great genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't you don't see too many of them about games. I remember loving there was one that came with this bonus like special edition of Halo Two, 
uh, oh, yeah. about the making of Halo 2. And I loved that back mm-hmm. in the day, mm. sort of, what was that, 15 years ago. Um, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, there was one, I think, just called Video Games or something like that. Indie Game. Indie Game. Indie Game, the movie. Yeah, with Fish great. and shit in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this is, yeah, about like, um, it sort of follows Corey Barlog, who was the director of God of War primarily and, uh, two producers whose names I've forgotten because Corey Barlog is the one they push as like the face of that company. Sure. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. but these two producers as well and, uh, other sort of staff from around the company and it goes through the whole post God of War three, kind of the downturn of Ascension and stuff mm. of people going like, Oh, maybe it's dead. Then realizing, well, we've got to reboot this. Kratos has to do more. Corey Barlow having had a kid going, Hey, maybe Kratos should have a kid. Right. Right. And then the extended, uh, development time of it, them moving studio, <laughs> them getting all this money, them being scared that it's not going to work out. The mm. anxiety of being creative. That's right, the main right. thing is like the anxiety of creativity and the sacrifice and pressure of it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that Sony has properly put this thing out when a big part of this documentary is people working there going, I miss my family. I've had to sacrifice a lot for this. One of right. the producers, uh, the interviewer asks, so like, um, what have you had to sacrifice or some question like that? And she's tearing up and she's like, I don't want to actually answer that right now. And it's oh, all that sort no. of stuff. Wow. And then people just openly saying it's the impact it's having on my personal life. Right. Having to be away and all that shit. So uh, it's a mixture of, you know, all the stories that we've gotten. There's one mm. about um, Project CD Project Red mm-hmm. who are making Cyberpunk 2077. They made a pledge to be more humane to their workers. <laughs> Which having to use the word humane in a press release. Sure. And if you can be more humane, totally. <laughs> yes. why are you being anything less than just humane? Uh, there's exactly, a mixture. Exactly, but not a pledge to be just like across the board decent. Just like we'll be a little bit better. It's still yeah. going to be bad. It's still going to not be humane. It'll just yeah, be yeah, yeah. slightly All right, better. we'll get them with cold pokers, all right? <laughs> just room temperature pokers. Yes. Fine. Fucking hell, these lefties. <laughs> But, um, more finishing at midnight, finishing at quarter to midnight, okay? <laughs> I mean, technically that is more humane, so they've yeah. got you. Yeah. But you've got to be in at six the next day because technically you've been working less than the day. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. Um, there is something kind of like brutal yet slightly delicious about the – like people working on God of War, like not seeing their families and like, you know, missing their children and stuff, to then be working on a video game where it's mm. like a little boy going – I love you, Dad. Shut up. <laughs> so Corey Barlog recognizes the same sort of thing about it in this documentary, right. and is like, he he puts it in like a self-deprecating way of like, I'm not creative, so this game's just about me, right? And oh God. So the guy who plays Kratos, I forget his name, but the guy from Stargate. Um, oh yeah, I don't know his name. What's his name? I'm gonna his look name it up. in Stargate is Teal'c. Yeah, I know. That's all I could think of as well. Yeah. And literally every time he was on screen, I was like, it's fucking Teal'c. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kratos actor Just sorry Texting this to my French friend mm-hmm. He'll be able to get back to me with information uh, Just quickly oh, His name is Stick Christopher Judge That's it What was that? Oh I was just going to say something to fill time while you were looking But um, I've done it I, the, Shut the fuck the up way you, I've done it <laughs> The way you described it I, I like how you make it sound as if like He 
the only thing that made him realize that he could have a character in this game have a kid was him himself having a kid. Like that's what he says him, about it. It just makes him sound like the most simple mind. Like yeah. just I mean, holding his kid yeah. in his arms for the first time, going, "Oh, hang on a minute, this gives me an idea." <laughs> that is the way he is self-deprecatingly describing it as having happened. <laughs> um, this should be the game, Christopher <laughs> Judge. Towards the end, like has this really emotional little kind of thing about how this game and his performance in it is an apology to his own kids because he was absent oh, from them right. because he was oh working. Oh, my God. So, yeah. like, it's pretty intense shit. And, yeah, what I was going to say is, like, it's a weird mixture of um, the uh, shit that we've seen coming out about, like, Red Dead and all the, all the different studios mm. that are overworking. or ne- ne- Nether Realms. Nether Realms. Realms. And, like, uh, the, the shitty sort of working conditions at places like Quantic Dream and whatever. Mm-hmm. A mixture of that being in your head while you're watching it, but then also really sympathizing and understanding with and appreciating mm. and kind of respecting the huge... Uh, Impulse to sacrifice to make art. Right, right. Which is also what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So. Which we've talked about a a fair bit when we've talked about this topic. That we, in in what we do, like with with comedy, like you do, yeah, you have to sacrifice a lot. And it's like, well, no one's. No one's forcing – you're not working for a company that's forcing you to do it. It's like you mm. just want to make the best possible thing that you can. So, mm. And you're fortunate enough to be in a position where that's an option to you. So you just it's, – it's like, yeah, it's draining and it's exhausting and it does take a toll on your personal life, but y- you, you want to you do it. You want to make it good. So that's just, that's just a fact of life. Mm. And certainly the people who we're following are the sort of top producers and directors of it. So I think it's fair to say probably that they are making the choice to do this. Yeah. And it becomes a problem when you are not making the choice to do that sacrifice. Yeah, sure. And would they're rather both, not. They're both in control of their yeah choice to do it or not and benefiting the most from right. it probably. And the people they speak to in the studio are pretty much on the same page with that. And maybe the, everyone in the studio is. Mm. But it does all kind of – like it's a fascinating documentary. It's just on the Sony YouTube channel or the PlayStation YouTube channel mm. uh, Raising Kratos it's called I reckon it's worth watching for a couple of hours I really Sweet. enjoyed it yeah I'm going to uh, you think it's worth um, watching for a couple of hours how long does how it long is it <laughs> one hour 56 minutes there's one four oh, right. minute chunk that you want to rewatch. yeah okay <laughs> great, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, I might be wrong but that seems like about it in terms of news there are a couple of other smaller <laughs> things like the epic store had a sale that went fucking terribly and people mm. pulled their games from it because they weren't told Hey, we as a shop can just discount your games yeah. for you. So they they didn't know it was going to happen, and they weren't losing any money. Mm. So they they was everything was down ten percent or more, or something like that, or ten dollars or more. The actual uh, Epic was taking the hit for that, right? But it devalues your game on other stores if you have it cheaper here, and they just didn't oh, know course, about it. Yeah. They didn't they didn't have any idea it was going to happen. The only way to get out of it was to literally remove the game for the duration of the sale. So right. big fucking clusterfuck there. Yeah, God, that's dumb. That seems like a huge oversight. Yeah, massively. A thing about the next Call of Duty or the 2020 Call of Duty, so the one not this year, uh, being in a bit of turmoil. Mm. Um, that's it. Nothing else too sort of crazy that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, the fact that there's not that much news this week when we have to fill oh, wait, wait, wait. on a podcast. Wait, oh, one, more, one more thing. <laughs> One more thing, Tommy. <laughs> they announced a new Ghost Recon, but I don't think any of the three of us really care. No. Cool. Great. Go ahead. Great. What is that about the Bioshock director? Uh, where? Up more. Up. 
Bioshock Design Director's new game, Void Bastards, announces May 29th release date. Cool. I like bio, the, di- the design of Bioshock. Okay, there you go. One, one extra piece of news in Ben's news second. Mm, you better <laughs> hope that I can't read anything else upside down. I'm going to exit out of the <laughs> app there. <laughs> uh, yes, Tommy, you were saying something? Well, from being cut off before, i got to say I am uh, quite angry. In fact, I'm furious. You could even say I'm, I've flown into a bit of a rage. Which oh, okay. <laughs> You want to talk it's about God of War again? <laughs> <laughs> How was that, Adam, as a segue? I was trying to take a leaf out of the great man's playbook. Boy, <laughs> I have a <laughs> huge amount of respect for what you just did there. I thought it was a good segue. Yeah. Yeah, better than any we've ever had on the podcast before. That's not possible, but um, <laughs> if you're ready to rage, and are you ready to rage? I'm ready to rage. Are you ready to rage? I'm ready to rage. Are you ready to rage? I am ready to rage. Thank you. And what a lovely voice you have. Mm. Then let's rage. Uh, Two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I played the game Rage 2. Uh-huh. It's a good game. Okay. Yeah, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's really, really fun. It is exactly what it looks like. Yeah. From all of the build-up, all of the hype, it was a ridiculous over-the-top fluorescent Mad Max first-person shooter. So the same developers as the Mad Max game from like five years ago, yeah? Yes. The same team within them? Because they're just cause as well. I think this was the Mad Max crew. I think so, yeah. It would make sense because it does seem to be similar. There is one element of it that maybe makes me doubt it. Right. That is the fact that... So this is a single-player, first-person shooter, open-world, apocalyptic... Story game Right Alright That's what this is Okay It does all of that very well Including the story Maybe not so much the Uh, story I've seen a couple of other reviews And I'm ready to grill you For anything I perceive as wrong Certainly not the dialogue (laughs) Yeah Get him Adam Um, uh, don't worry, Tommy. I'm 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 the people's public voice. <laughs> what, what I will say for the story is that unlike Days Gone, which had an extremely bland, annoyingly sort of basic vanilla story, yeah, the story in this is not a story. Right. It's a setup. Basically, right. you start the game. You're uh, put into this crazy situation where this base is overwhelmed and the bad guys win, and you have to sort of fight back for the rest of the game. Right. That's the story. Like, honestly, and it's that's just... the extent of the story. There's no, oh, there's a girl and and you've she's lost and you got to find her and reunite. Here's a twist and, and maybe someone. Yeah, yeah. It, there's none of that from what I can tell. So is it just different weird characters telling you the different reasons they want you to go into a cave? Basically, yeah. So like Borderlands kind of thing. More Borderlandsy, yeah. From what I played right. of Borderlands, definitely more comparable there. Okay. Um, the shooting is really, really fun. From the start, you get thrown right in. You sort of get overpowered at the start and you've got all these different guns and grenades and powers and things. Yeah. And it works perfectly. It's sort of along the lines of a destiny. That okay. same sort of feel feels really good to shoot. Right. Um, with sort of some powers that are sort of like crisis I I don't know if you played Crisis. Yeah, you, back in the day. Yeah, so you have some like dashes and things that you will upgrade as you continue to play. Okay. Do you find you need them? Is the combat like taxing enough? That because yeah, with games like that, I often find I'm not using those skills because you don't really have to. I uh, am not using them because I forget to. Right. But the combat is quite hard. There's a lot of situations you're thrown into early where it's like it has the classic sort of Far Cry 
there's a base over here, there's a thing over there. Same with Mad Max. Very, very similar. Right. Same with Just Cause. Um, and if you start taking on ones with enemies that are sort of five out of ten at the start, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna struggle. Um, so you probably need the dash. Uh, you need the powers. I just have been kind of going in there and treating it like a normal shooter. Right. Um, but all that's really fun. The aesthetic is really good. It seems lame, but the way that they've done the menus and the sound effects, the music is incredible. The music is really, really good, really effective. Sort of this like deep synthy feels over the top, but because it commits fully, it just is cool. That's cool. It has this weirdly cyberpunk vibe. It's very. It seems very different to the first Rage, right? Which, which I, I played. Play, yeah. So I played that one, and it was a, It was. It came out in the height of like that um, kind of bland brown shooter phase mm -hmm. and it was a lot of it's similar in that it's you know post-apocalyptic world and people kind of giving you quests to just go do sort of random jobs and whatever there's like a nest of mutants go in there kill them all yeah here, get this is the main city there's mm. like a fight ring over there i guess you can yeah. go for a race here if you want do yeah. all this kind of stuff but none of the characters were very interesting I didn't like the shooting very much in it was a okay. big thing. It was like more in the style of like um, kind of quakey, pointy, clicky type stuff. Right, okay. it, it wasn't too intricate. Mm. Um, and it just felt dull. This is not dull. Okay. Yeah. It, certainly some of the elements are a little shallower than mm. they might be if they were done by maybe a team with more writing experience or a, a more concrete aesthetic or like a strong visual aesthetic. Is it funny? Mm. It seems like it thought it wanted to be funny from like what I've seen before. I, I haven't played it, obviously. That aspect is quite bad. Right. So that right. Is, is pretty <clears throat> shitty. Um, like a lot of the, it gives the characters character. So it has this sort of real like pulpy graphic novel, over-the-top yeah. sci-fi. Is it like, like Apocalypse shit where someone's like, I'm Crazy Joan and yeah. I'm the best shooter in the West yeah, and I bit. like to drink, but I don't wear too many clothes. Like everyone's sassy, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, but the, it has that sort of... The attempt at humour in it looked, at, looked a little bit kind of Borderlands to me. This, this right. sounds heaps like Borderlands. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I've just been tuning that out. I d have not really been listening to the conversations or mm -hmm. I don't have subtitles on. Like I'm not really following along sure. with that stuff. I'm taking it in purely visually and sort of kinetically playing the game. Right, a bit like a Far Cry. Yeah, kind of yeah, cool. for sure. But then like the splashes of like the lighting is incredible. Like the colouring, it really leans heavily into sort of like, yeah, 70s, 80s, Judge Dredd, over the top, sort of the more grotesque elements of the Wolfenstein games, the recent ones. Okay. Sort of body modification and yeah. taking that stuff a lot further. Okay. Um, it just has a lot to it. That people have gone like, what would be cool if we just went full bore on this? Mm. Um, the one thing that is holding it back at the moment, and I think I mentioned this to you, Nox, the other day, the vehicle stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not awful, but compared to Mad Max, which was incredible, really, really felt like a finely tuned GTA game where it's like all the vehicles are fucking from Mad Max vehicles. Yeah. And you're going over cliffs and up and down dunes and you've got boosters and rockets and a full car combat game. Yeah. This is a step down. It is a, a, a genuine step down. Right. Which... How much driving is there to do? Heaps. Right. That, okay. <laughs> a lot. So is it a step down in the way of it feeling like floaty or it feeling like... 
uh, arcadey or weird or broken or like what's going on? I would say it's a step back in terms of realism. Okay. It, like Mad Max had a level of realism and detail and, and weight to the driving in it yeah. and the combat in it, specifically the, the, the vehicle combat. Yeah. This feels, yeah, more like, more arcadey. More okay. like there is, there, you know that feeling sometimes you get in a game where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm just watching a static vehicle while the landscape moves underneath it. Sure, like the old movie where they were on a uh, t- uh, the what do you call them? A, Folly? Um, no, 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 no. Well, what are those things? God, I need to do more Treadmill? exercise. Treadmill. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> right. And they're winding the forest behind them or whatever. Yes. So okay. it, that not to, not in the worst possible way where it's like you say it's not broken. It doesn't feel. Awful, but mm. it is much closer to that than it is to a genuinely real feeling driving simulator. Okay, and it doesn't have to be a real feeling driving sim, but it it isn't. But it it just feels like impactless or weightless mm. or something. That yeah. and especially so you're doing like car combat again. I'm assuming. Yeah, in- not not heaps. There is a like a real focus on the first person shooting. Right, like that is really a, the main element of this game. A lot of the stuff that I've done, the quests have been go here and shoot a bunch of people. Yeah, take this base, take this camp. Um, one of them was like prove yourself in mutant TV, and so it's a series of sort of horde mode things. Yeah, go from room to room. I think that was in the first one too. Right, that right. Sort of and there's this mix between some, but not enough to make it completely bad, shitty driving, mm. and okay shooting. Well, it was okay in the first one. That sounds really similar between the two. Yeah, right. But if they've improved the shooting to that kind of puzzle shooter type thing like Doom was, yeah. which I thought was so fucking good. It's closer to that. It's definitely closer to that. Yeah. Or, or closer to Destiny, would you say, or to Doom? Because I like Doom, not so into Destiny. Probably closer to... I would say in between. Right. Probably to the detriment of this as a game. It doesn't commit fully to either one. Sure. A bit Far Cry-ish then, maybe. Fa- yeah. Yeah. But more, definitely more fast paced. The, okay. the the combat is there's heaps of shit flying at you the whole time, and you have like these boomerang hook things that you can throw, grenades, mm-hmm. yeah. and and at this stage limited weapons. But it's a game where I'm using the shotgun all the time, and I never use the shotgun in other games. I love a shotgun in uh, when it's good. Mm. When they make a good shotgun in a game, mm-hmm. oh, there's nothing like the meaty kick of a shotgun That's at early in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, running around shotgunning people's heads off. Is this game's combat Okay um, But yeah It's The way I will describe this game It's a bowl of M&M's Okay It's very colourful mm-hmm. It it's It tastes good In the short term Right But you're kind of left Feeling empty After about an hour Right It's not a meal <laughs> It's not a meal <clears throat> Okay um, What kind of M&M's maybe- Like regular or crispy Or peanut Uh Mm. Can I help expand your analogy mm. here And you tell me if you agree You know those how you can get the mixed M&M's Where it has all the different types yeah. So yeah. say it's that yeah. But the dialogue is the peanut ones And you're allergic to peanuts <laughs> And then <laughs> the sure. mini M&M's aren't no. quite as substantial And they're the driving No, you like peanut M&M's And there's quite a lot of peanut M&M's Okay There's crispy ones Yep but you don't like the crispy ones. Okay. And then there's a whole bunch of plain ones, and that's the dialogue and the writing and stuff. Okay, they're plain. Yeah, that's plain. Okay, right. and so the, the crispy are the driving. Yeah. But yeah. So crispy, okay, they feel a little airy. It feels a little, like, mm. insubstantial. Yes, yeah. Okay. yeah. And the peanut ones... Are good, and you like peanut. Yeah. yeah. That, I feel like that's the ultimate nerd M&M. 
I don't know really? why, but I associate peanut M and M's with dorks. But nuts. Are I good. love peanut M and M's. Yeah. Let me just point yeah. out. Yeah, I think the crispy M and M is severely underrated. Just personally, I love a crispy M and M. They're good. That, that is, yeah, my they're really good for sure. You see, I love a mini M and M too because you shove ten oh, of them yeah. in your mouth and you bite down. It feels like you're eating M M&M and M rice bubbles. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. I didn't it's, even know they were still being made. I haven't seen mini M and M's for ages in the so little, they come the tube. Yeah, they're not in the tube anymore. They're in the packets. Oh, really? I saw some when oh, we were looking sucks. for shit to sneak into a cinema the other day. Oh, uh, that was half the fun. Something? Was like, yeah. Can I reveal something? I went to the yep. movies to see Detective Pikachu the other day, uh-huh. mm. and uh, I was in the cinema. I was in the the candy bar. Is sort of like a, you walk through it. Yeah. On the way to the counter, I picked up some M and M's. I went to the counter. There was no one at the counter. Because it was like 8.30 at night. It was the last showing. Yeah. So I just walked into the cinema. Uh-huh. But I didn't pay for the M&M's. And did you justify Whoa. that to yourself as if they didn't want anyone to steal the M&M's, they should have had someone working there? Basically, I looked around. No. I looked around. No. There was no one there. Looking around and there being no one there means you put the M&M's back. <laughs> I probably should have. <laughs> yeah. I looked around and the gate was only 11 feet high. <laughs> I have a ladder that's 12. Yeah. So I just climbed over mm-hmm. and went into the zoo at night. And yes, the tiger had to be shot. Because he tried to eat me And there was no one around To tell the tiger no So I shot him Of course I did mm-hmm. And Ben what You think the statute of limitations On this crime Is like one week <laughs> Yeah I mean I'll go pay for them No you won't <laughs> I mean if they catch me Yeah Alright And how um, were they Did they taste a bit better Knowing that you'd gotten them for free Or did the guilt Kind of overwhelm no. you And you had a hard I genuinely time Genuinely f- I felt guilty the whole time That's because you stole them <laughs> Yeah You pirate You pirated M&M's even Yeah They are clearly available I've in been this pirating country. M&M's Since I was 13 years old First the Marshall Mathers LP oh, Okay And now a bag of them Alright <laughs> That's the best shit That I've ever heard <laughs> Thank you Thank you I'm happy to be of service So Rage 2 Sounds like if you're into The open worldy Mad Maxi Far Cry Type games and like a shooter, then yes. you might be into it. And like M and M's, it's Moorish. I have been playing a lot of this game. I haven't uh-huh. found it a chore to play at all, which I did feel with something like a Days Gone or a Metro Exodus, even Far Cry New Dawn, which I have not played since we reviewed it. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm definitely still playing this game. There is a lot about it that I love, and it is the creativity of the aesthetic and the the camps and the buildings and the the environment is it's cool. It's worth playing. Nice. So, I recommend cool. it. I do. I genuinely think it's a seven out of ten. Sick. Yeah, well, I right. absolutely slaughtered my way through all three of the recent Mortal Kombat games. Mm. Finally finished off eleven. Fuck, I loved it. It was really fun, right? It's so good. Yeah, it's the dumbest shit, but like in the <laughs> funnest way. Totally. It really. Some of the shots of the cutscenes is like this is nineteen ninety six. They're baby. so well fucking made though. Yes, but like, the, the the feel, the aesthetic, it's like a hundred percent. But it's like. Uh, if you showed a fucking kid in 96 this shit, mm. uh, that kid would have absolutely been mm. happy about mm. where it went. <laughs> yes, good. But yeah. I, I just love the over-the-top sort of uh, world that mm. it has, the fucking deep sea of blood that goes on forever, yeah. the fucking bullshit that they have in that, um, I was going to say show, in that game. <laughs> but I was totally there just for the story. Right. Fucked around with the fighting and stuff. The fighting's great. I love those NetherRealm games. I mean, we've sort of talked about this already. Uh, the crypt is okay. I didn't mind the crypt. So since we talked about the game, yeah, I went into the crypt. I saw some of the crypt stuff. I yeah. unlocked a bunch of shit. And I was like, okay, this is fine. But I think someone pointed out to us they had already patched it. Right, right. So mm. it, they they fixed a lot of those issues. Well, and it takes a long time to get 
the currency that you need to unlock the the chests, mm. but it's kind of the point. Right. And I got heaps of it just playing the story. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It can't be that hard. And none of it's crazy shit. It's yeah. like little bits of artwork. It's just and aesthetic like, yeah, stuff, it's right? Costumes yeah. and it stuff. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part. So, um, Did you do some of the tower stuff? Which is yep. basically just like arcade mode in a way. It is. And then they have separate little endings for each of the characters mm. that are the, sort of the epilogue to the main story bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. Yep. Uh, it has the stuff of like... That you're fighting against. Uh, I remember none of the character names. Shoot, who 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 is it? Blood what do they girl. look like? Huh? Blood girl. Scarlet. You're fighting Scarlet, but um, <laughs> blood. Please, I'm a I'm a Mortal Kombat lore expert. <laughs> yeah, now. it's like, what I've got written on my business card. You could have made up the name Scarlet. I would have believed it. I'd, you know what? I'm sure that is how it happened. That they yeah. just went blood one Scarlet. <laughs> fuck it. Uh, Crimson can be her brother. Yeah, a bug lady, Devora. Uh, who cares? Devora. Go. Time. Chronos. Chronic. Chronica. 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 There you go. Yeah. Devour. Devora. Got it. Dr. Dre. Chronica. <laughs> yeah, that DLC character will never come out. <laughs> DRE character. Oh. Um, yeah, I, re- well, oh, I was going to say where they add a, uh, like a status effect onto certain attacks or environmental stuff in the levels as well. Yeah. It just makes it a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, I I've, I've love that game. It's fantastic. It's rad as hell. Yeah. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and play the earlier ones now. Mm. I don't think they're quite as good as these ones are meant to be, but I still want to do it. Yeah. I want them to put out more fighting games. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Like I was saying very much like I kind of just want to play Infamous 2 again. Yeah. But now like I... Now I want to play both of these games again. I'd like an Infamous 3, or if they did like a brand new thing with another license, yes, that would be sick too. Yeah. You or mean Injustice, another, don't you? I do mean Injustice. Oh, yeah, and I think I you said both the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do mean that. Yeah. All right, fucking correct police. <laughs> when was the last DC Mortal Kombat? Uh, Injustice was 2016, I reckon. 2017, yeah, right. maybe. Yeah. 2016, maybe. 2017, maybe. Within the past three years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're on a three-year cycle. In fact, it would have been 16 because I think they go three years, three years, three years, something like that. Right, But I might be wrong about that. Fuck me, I can't remember. Maybe it's two years and it was out in 17. 15, yeah, because Mortal Kombat X was out in 15. Right. Two years. Yep. So it'll be out in 2021 for the next consoles. All right. Yeah, I don't know what license... I would like probably. I reckon I would play another Injustice. Um, there's already a Dragon Ball fighting game mm. from someone else, so or I would have said that. Yeah, because yeah. the stories would lend themselves so well to this type mm. of shit. You have to have like a, a story that can have utterly needless fighting constantly. Yes. Yeah, maybe like a Jackie Chan, like a martial arts. Fuck yes, like a police story. That's a great idea. Have yeah. some sort of like, yeah, original kung fu movie type thing. Mm. Just make a new kung fu. I guess that's sort of Mortal Kombat, but they've got all the gods and demons and all the sort of. But no, but I think like a, one of the police story Jackie Chan ones, yeah. where he's a cop in Hong Kong and it's a fucking Jackie Chan action movie. That that's would be sick. That'd be pretty cool. All yeah. right, do that, guys and girls. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, it's locked that's- in. Two years time. Police story, <laughs> the video game. Perfect. I guess that's us done for another week. Yeah, yeah it is. Yes. Certainly, that's I've talked about everything that I have to do. <laughs> we're absolutely um, done for another week. G- 
Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, filthycasuals.com.au is where you can find links to our social media and other stuff that we're doing. We've got the Patreon that you can subscribe to and it's very much appreciated. You can get an extra episode every week if you do that. Um, we've got the YouTube channel where we've been doing the Let's Plays. There'll be more of them coming soon, but we've got the entire series of A Way Out up there for you to see now if you haven't seen that already. Um, band Speaking camp of entire episodes. series, entire series. Just we might as well oh, plug yeah. Yeah. a podcast of ours. You do oh, that, yeah. Ben, while I think of uh, try to figure something out here real quick. So yeah, we <laughs> just uh, recorded and released the last episode of our Game of Thrones podcast. Are you talking to me? We've officially reviewed every single episode of Game of Thrones. Um, a super long hour forty five episode um, to round out that podcast. If you like Game of Thrones, or um, if you are interested in it. Because um, I know some people have listened to it without even watching. Uh, give it a listen. It's on Facebook and Twitter. Aria talking to me. It's me and Noxie. Are you guys excited to um, do a whole new set of podcasts when that petition gets through and they are successful and they have to remake the entire final season again? Have you been sending in some joke emails to us, Tommy? Because <laughs> I think I've heard that a couple times. Have you been sending in emails? I am a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, check that out. Uh, Yeah, filthycasuals.com.au. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. So I've honestly forgotten about what we talked about during this episode. So you're just going to have to make do with this one this week. That's it. Finish him. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Did I not use that for any of the others? Whatever. (laughs) My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe Ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.